I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Round 12 of the NRL today. Team List Tuesday has dropped. Trades are flying thick and fast. Uh, who better to go through them with than Lakey? How are you, mate? I'm doing all right, mate. It's good to be back. How you been? Yeah, not too bad. It's been a while, I think, since we've had you on. We've normally had um, internet issues and all that the last few times we've had you on. And just as we started, tried take one, we immediately ran into strife, but we're here. Surely we'll clearly, surely we'll get through now. The night is clear and brizzy. Uh, I don't know what the weather's like out your way, but um, surely it's fine tonight. Yeah, it's beautiful out this way. A bit cold, but not too bad at all. But yeah, we'll fumble no, through. I think, um, you had a few big weekends by the sound. So uh, was it a couple of weeks ago in one of our group chats? It's probably about. Ooh, 11 a.m. or so, and you're thrown in, in incomprehensible messages on the source. Is it uh, to drown your super coach sorrows, or what's going on? Party yeah, animal. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to forget this entire season. So I figured that was the best way to go about it. I just thought I could black out 2020. <laughs> oh, absolutely loved drunk Lakey, mate. I reckon that's how you manage your super t- super coach team going forward. Uh, let's run through what we're going to talk about on the pod tonight. So we're going to go through, uh, not that you want to, our rankings and Nick watch, Kirk up watch, just to see where uh, the future goat is tracking. We'll track down some of the injury news from today, Teamless Tuesday, of course. Uh, look at some of the best nuffs that are going around. So cheapies who are not likely to play at all. So guys you sort of need to downgrade to. We'll follow that with some trade in and out targets this week. And just a reminder, there's only 18 trades left. So I think I'm sitting on about 16, and that, that 18 is including this week. Um, how many are you floating on? Yeah, I've got 16 as well. I hadn't traded um, leading into the COVID breaks, but I've used every one of them since. So got 16 left. Trying to fix oh, my scrap heap. It's just carnage because injuries just every single week. There's a new problem uh, to to put out. It's it's been impossible to save any trades, but if you can, uh, you're going to have to eventually. We're going to run out if we keep max trading. But uh, yeah, it's definitely just been too hard to hold on to them for now. Uh, we'll close as well with our best bet segment of the week. We've had a bit of a dry spell, so we're hoping you can come on. I've seen some of your bets on uh, on that WhatsApp chat, and they're going pretty well. Some of the first try scores and all that. So. I hear you've got a pretty juicy one for us at the end. So without further ado, let's check in on some of the rankings. So I, I'm happy to, to go to mine. Uh, yeah, doing okay this year. <laughs> well, it's not even that good. Like comparatively, though, to the league, it's it's actually quite quite okay. But uh, sitting in 1,868th, uh, which I think compared to last year, I was probably sitting about 15,000th and copying it every single week from Wenon and the like. But uh, this year, doing okay, 13,000-odd points. Uh, how about yourself? Less than that. Um, far less. I'm s- <laughs> we were just having a bit of a chat about it and say, I'm doing, I'm doing shock. I'm in 32, 33,000 spot at the moment. Um, but I just went back and had a look at the history of my season. Um, and in, in round one, I was top 1,000. Round two, before the um, break, I was top 5,000. And legitimately, round three, I dropped to 27,000. And I've been floating oh. around there ever since. You know what it was? It's a huge drop. I, I brought in Cohen Hess and Scott Drinkwater that week, and that's what did it. Oh, boy. The Cowboys have let you down. I'll take responsibility for that. You should. I think you talked me into them. But it is what it is, mate. I say I've just had a one of those years to forget. I think with all the luck that I've not been having, I'm going to win the thing next year, I reckon. 
Well, absolutely. You were telling me some of the luck. You've traded in Teddy and he's gotten knocked out. I traded in Maddo last week. Uh, we're both on that front there and we all saw what happened there. It's just been a horrible year to, to try and get right. So I think a lot of the players up the top have been more lucky than anything, which I guess is no different to any other year. But, um, but yeah, what, what now keeps, cause there's probably a lot of people that are floating around that, um, that 30,000 spot. We know Wilf and, and Wenin are around there as well. But what keeps you going in this game? What are you, what are you aiming for? Is it now you're turning to head to heads or are you just trying to go, massively the pod route and claw your way back like what what do you do for the rest of the year yeah i'm just trying to improve the overall rank get some respectability back under my wings before next season you know you always want to finish the season strong when you're down the bottom of the ladder um lead into some good form leading into the new season so that's all i'm hoping for just to climb a little bit uh, it's all all a bit of fun, and if you, uh, I really liked the the pod routes the last year. I was in your position and just decided to go all out. Michael Morgan, captain every single week, and I think it worked like once or twice. And you can absolutely feed it to everyone that ever doubted you uh, when those you know, very once off games come around. So I've suggested him to you. We probably won't talk about him in trades because he's not in just this week, but he's coming back next week. Michael Morgan, mate. Uh, strong suggestion. I reckon he's going to fire. What do you reckon? Well, I've got Milford sitting there on my um, 5'8 bench, so it wouldn't be the worst trade in the world. Uh, you go from one dud, Wilf's dud, to my dud, mate. Yeehaw, ride the year out. <laughs> I think I'll do it. I think I'd be happy to do it. Uh, I traded in Jabrom last year. Got to the, the last round. I was like, whatever, when and who do you reckon I should trade in? Fall and gun, Jesse Bromwich. I think he got a got a try assist or something like that. Um, so, you know, just, just throwing a dart. It uh, makes it all a bit of fun if they if they come off they do but um, oh well it's uh, ten rounds to go and you can always claw your way back it's quite easy to do in this game you just need a couple of big weeks um, and and a few big pod scores so we've seen it happen before so wishing you all the luck mate and speaking of luck or maybe it's just genius on his part uh, Nick Kirkup so site founder he was traveling about sixth a couple of weeks ago has had a couple of down rounds with some injuries and some pod plays that haven't quite worked still floating at seventy first though. So had a real rough week, was a little down on himself, but um, 71st, geez, that is where you want to be heading into the back end of the year. So well done, Nick. We're going to keep riding that wave and hopefully uh, we'll see you top 10 at least at the end of the year, fingers crossed. And I don't think he's watched a game still. Have you, has no. he said anything to you? Not at all. I reckon once a week in the chat he he asks what happened to such and such over the weekend because he's not watching a single minute of football, but it's working for him. So no, whatever whatever works. He sent a selfie. I think we we're watching Mike Sivo go massive one week, and he had him in, and he just sent a selfie of himself at dinner saying "Go Sivo." So if uh, yeah, can't mess with what's working. Let's move on to injury news coming out of of today, and there's a fair chunk of it. So I've just written down a few things here but mate your boys holy dooly they have yeah tried to Absolutely scrounge around see who can uh, <laughs> who can bend down and pick up a ball and throw it uh the, the hooker curse continues there um fair few injuries mate i'm about to give aob a call and see if he needs an extra number this weekend I, on sunday we were at a uh, a kid's birthday party so i had to record the game and watch it later and geez i wish i hadn't it was just awful from start to finish watching macca um absolutely flat bag it and um rip his hammy off the bone and then you know capable replacement in connor watson come on and do his achilles it was just real tough to watch and, yeah, we're, we're already in a hooking crisis and with those two guys down, uh, I just don't know what we're going to do going forward. So, so Chris Randall's come in this week for him. He played oh, he played a pretty good game when he was tasked with the role. Uh, was that the game where Kurt Mann and Mitch Pierce went down injured? He had to come in off the bench and play massive minutes. Uh, he's only yeah, played it wasn't one Mann, game. It was right? Watson again. So um, it was the Penrith game in round three, I think it was. Ponga was out. Um, through suspension, Piercy got knocked out in the opening minutes, and then that was the game that Watson did his ankle the first time. So, and then it went to uh, Golden Point. So that was the drawn game, ninety minutes, and he made something like eighty tackles that game. The young kids, um, and I dare say this weekend he'll have a fair bit of tackling practice once again. All right, was that? Uh, we're playing the Storm. I don't think we're going to see much of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never know, mate. Broncos might have worn them out last uh, Friday night. They could be on the uh, 
On the hop there, you might get him. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, we'll go through the rest of the injuries. So, Sione Matautia out for the next six weeks. Horrible luck for him yet again. Uh, ankle injury for him. Syndesmosis uh, being operated on. For the Broncos, Brody Croft ruled out a Friday night's clash with a shoulder injury. Uh, David Fafida, we thought he might be back over the last couple of weeks. He's still around a week away uh, as he comes back from that knee injury. Will be an interesting pickup in the run home. Uh, Tezzy New, horrible news for the young kid. Wrist injury that's going to see him out for basically the rest of the year. So if you've still got him, time to move on there. Uh, for the Sharks, they've got a fair few uh, problems of their own. Chad Townsend expected to miss up to six weeks with a calf strain. Uh, Jesse Ramian was named on Tuesday, but uh, could possibly be a late withdrawal. So keep your eye on team lists and Stasi's Twitter for that one going ahead. Uh, and of course, Matty Moylan's still a couple of weeks away or one to two weeks has been quoted. So running a little short, but at least it means Will Kennedy's still getting a, a decent run in that, that side there, which is fantastic for anyone that still owns him. Uh, the Dragons, their crosstown rivals, Adam Clune and Trent Merrin both ruled out of Thursday's clash with HIA protocols. So given the short turnaround, I uh, can't fail them there. Uh, the Chooks, one big change for them, Bmoz. Uh, had him down here initially today. It uh, was quoted as indefinite, but I think you saw uh, our good friend NRL Physios provided an update on that, which didn't look great. Yeah, he's he's had a small back fracture um, and Physio basically said it's a pain tolerance issue rather than, you know, a, a out and out issue. Um, that the usual return to play he quoted was three to five weeks. So he's going to miss a fair chunk of the season now. And he's not someone you can hold if you've got him. Not for that no, length of time. Far too much. Far too much cash there in a aging winger who's now out for the time being. So definitely uh, spend that one wisely. Bad game uh, to for miss, the risk- though. Real bad game to miss coming Ooh, up against yeah. the Titans. And especially off a, not a loss, but a bad game, I would say, for their standards last week against the Warriors. Uh, similarly, an Arvo game. So, geez, you'd hope they bounce back for any Teddy captainers this week. Uh, they'll have to do it without Boyd Cordner, uh, who's still out with some concussion symptoms, so not ideal for him there. Angus Crichton still, I think, a month away with a knee problem, and Daniel Tupo as well on the sidelines. Uh, for their last week's opponents, the Warriors, uh, so obviously all the guys have gone back home. Uh, so Fusatua. Mamalo, uh, I can't think of the rest off the top of my head. Not super coach relevant, but uh, injury front Chanel Harris Tavita was uh, rested with a forearm injury picked up last week. For the Raiders, who are on a hiding to nothing going up to Fortress Townsville this week, they'll have to do it without Chance Nickel Klockstad, who picked up a pretty nasty uh, dislocated finger last year, last week. Compound dislocation looked disgusting. He's out for one to yeah, two that weeks. Was, that was pretty. Uh, Storm. They've lost Paul Mamorowski, who threw. <laughs> he threw one of Paul Momorowski threw one of the worst passes I've ever seen in my life for a try assist last week. Luckily went to my new purchase, Josh Adokar, but um yeah, he is out for about three months, unfortunately, having surgery on a torn finger. And Brenko Lee, who'd uh created a little bit of interest. We know Brenko can be in a bit of attacking weapon, but uh he will miss at least a fortnight with a hand fracture. And finally, Penrith's Api Corosau, he's been named on the bench there, firming for a return, the extended reserves, I should say, firming for a return from that elbow injury. So I thought he was going to be out for a little while longer, but thankfully uh for anyone that's held, he is yeah, looking pretty good. As the kids kids go nuts in the background. Yeah, that's it. They're all pumped about the what an happy Coruscant return. Oh, they love the news. They love it. Um, must be definitely happy holders like myself. Let's move on to Teamless Tuesday that's dropped today. And I did tell you in the, the lead-up, it's probably not the most exciting uh, Teamless Tuesday that we've had. Thankfully, we don't have to spend an hour going through it. So I've highlighted some of the key stuff here. Uh, Dragons and Rabbitohs first game of the round. For the Bunnies, uh, sorry, for the Dragons, Cam McInnes moves to hooker with uh, Benny Hunt switching to his, well, I would have said more preferred position of halves with uh, Adam Clune out. It's going to be a temporary move with Clune out for HIA, but uh, anything there for Cam McInnes that owners need to be concerned about? I think it's probably much of a muchness. I think he probably does better in the hooker position. You're going to play there for 80 minutes and and He's put out some big scores in that spot already this year. So, I mean, he did have a good game last week from Locke, but I think it's his preferred position. He wants to be playing at hooker and Hunt wants to be playing in the halves, but we all know what Mary's like, so they don't get a say. 
Yep. Uh, Tarek Sims back from his 70,000th suspension this week, pushing Terrell Fui-Moono to the bench. So I don't think many have still held on to Fui. He's uh, tumbled in price a bit, but he did salvage a 59 or so last week, which uh, which helped. But he's definitely one you need to move on. For the Bunnies, Latrell back from suspension. So, I mean, I've I owned him and I got rid of him in this time. If you've held on, I guess, yeah, you might as well see him through. Who knows what we're going to get here. Yeah, I think Wilf held because he was quoting a good run of two or three games coming up on his return. Um, I'm just trying to find those from the top of head. But, you know, I, I dropped him as well. He's not been the same player he was previously, and I don't think he's a must this year by any stretch of the imagination. No, just such a tough watch as an owner as well. He's just so uninvolved um, in games where he could tear the, the opposition of opposition apart he just floats around the ruck doesn't look for work which you know for a a guy as talented as him it's just frustrating more than anything but um yeah he has the dragons this week broncos cowboys and then manly i think it is so talk about a few of them i think it's the next three Mm -hmm. that um really um word the uh reason wolf was holding on to him but um he does have a real tough run home after that uh, Corey Allen, our boy from last year, drops out after a 60. He pulled a 60 out. Did you notice that last week? Corey Allen of 2019 Worst Cheapy Ever fame pulled out a 60 last week. Did he score a try? I don't think so. He set one up. Oh, he was, uh, I think, playing fullback while AJ was off uh, off the field. That's right. <laughs> Corey Allen. Oh, boy. I was, I was yeah, eyeing him off, definitely. He's uh, turned a corner. Well done to him. Tigers and Warriors, Friday night's first game here. For the Tigers, Josh Reynolds back from suspension in Jersey 18, but Benji and Billy Walters retain their spot in the halves. I think good reward for Billy there. Um, he's been playing pretty well over the last couple of weeks, so good to see him back. And big news here, Alex Twile, another injury return. He starts straight back into lock. Eisenhuth drops right out. So given the bench, uh, it's pretty light on. Are we predicting a Twile 80-minute game here? I think he'd go close. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, be subbed out at some stage since he's returning from injury, but it's hard to see who's going to steal his minutes. Yeah, well, that's it. The Cheekham was, was there. He's uh, being rested with um, that horrible concussion from last week. But, um, yeah, there's just not a lot of um, – and Russell Packer, of course, being oh, rusty out with suspension. He's another one that could have taken some minutes. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think twelve has got a very big role to play. So if you've held on to him, definitely uh, or hopefully a, a good reward for you there. Uh, for the Warriors, yeah, tough uh, tough to find a healthy 17 or 17 still in the country. But um, they've got a couple of new recruits there, Daniel Alvaro and George Jennings coming in. Um Alvaro's on the bench, so probably not worth talking about. But George Jennings, uh, is he someone you might be interested in? I did see his name floated somewhere as a potential um, purchase. He's named on the wing here, but um, any love from you? I don't think so. He went from the um, might of Parramatta, I guess, um, over to the Warriors. He's not going to get that. Well, he wasn't even getting a game, so he's got one up there. But... Um, I don't think he has – I'm just trying to find his price. He's at 300K to start with. I don't think you can bring him in. Maybe a straight swap for someone like Tessie, but um, you're not no, making I mean, not money to- and I don't think he's going to give you some big scores along the way. No, probably not a guy you're going to want to play on matchups or anything. So break even a one probably is what caught their eye. Um, but yeah, I'd uh, be avoiding that Warriors backline as much as possible. Uh, nothing much else there to talk about. Uh, Jazz Tavanga obviously still named at lock. Torhu at uh, second row last week. Torhu played the start of the game at second row and then moved uh, to lock while Jazz was off and banked a fair few points. So hopefully that rotation continues as a Torhu owner, but uh, we'll wait and see. Friday night's game, the second one, Broncos and Sharks at Suncorp. Broncos, they have, yeah, shifted the deck chairs yet again. And in a move that I actually reckon is not a bad one, at least that's what um, the experts like Billy Slater and co are saying, Darius moves back to fullback where it all began. Uh, what, are we, what are you making of that one? I reckon it'll do wonders for their defensive line as long as he doesn't have to tackle. Um, but yeah, he's not going to have anyone running at him, which is a plus. Um, my only thought looking at this Broncos team is that they have zero depth because 
how Darius Boyd and Anthony Milford can still get a jersey after what they produced the last month is just mind-blowing. So they must have absolutely no one to pick. I don't think they do, given uh, poor Tessie New, who'd, who'd been given a crack this week, is gone, obviously. Um, Richie Kenner comes onto the wing. Uh, Herbie Farnworth starts at centre, so interesting. He, he was a try-scoring machine of the week. He should have had another, but uh, finished with one. Good on him. Jake Turpin comes back at hooker, which I think is a big plus for them as well. They've struggled with Corey Pakes there. He's, he's clearly not a hooker and he's playing big minutes, so they needed someone there. Isaac Luke as well comes back from suspension. What a buy he's been. And Ethan Bullimore gets a spot on the pine. So, uh, yeah, fair few names there. Tyson Gamble out, who started last week, made a debut. Um, interesting one I'll talk about in the Nuffs later on. And Jamil Hopawadi, who's just turned into an AE nightmare and defensive turnstile, is dropping out as well. For the Sharks, their opponents, uh, Josh Dugan returns for his 200th NRL game in a career that's probably about 15 years long with all those injuries. Uh, Connor Tracy replaces Chad Townsend at half. My boy, Connor. Britt Nakora returns from... <laughs> My boy, indeed. Britt Nakora returns from suspension to the back row and Toby Rudolph starts at lock. Uh, so Talakai was back to the bench and Jack Williams as well. And it's a weird one with Rudolph. They always name him at lock, but then he starts off the bench. But he's been doing pretty well. Um, I'd be a bit wary of that still, though. Uh He's a young kid. He's obviously put out a fair bit of work on the park over the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know if I'd call him a safe play if you needed to, though. I think he's a guy that I would be okay relying on for a one-week injury. I think I played him when Carrigan was out suspended, um, and that's just the sort of thing I'll be looking at. I'll be looking at um, – he's also made a fair bit of cash. Um, he put out a 60, I think, on the weekend. And if he does that one or two more times, you'll be able to trade him down to enough and, and bank some good money. Yeah, great point. Uh, moving on, Roosters and Titans. This is the game everyone's going to be uh, licking their lips for if they've got any Roosters in their side. Uh, the only change for the Chooks is that Ryan Hall, uh, he's back. He replaces Brett Morris on the wing in the only change. Mate, is this the week that Ryan Hall crosses the stripe for the first time in the NRL. I think it's been eight games, ten games, something hideous. The poor bloke cannot score a try. Against the Titans, this has to be the week, right? You, you think? You reckon they'll just chuck him on the left <laughs> wing and move Ikevalu back over to the right and he'll score another <laughs> five? Oh, would you not hate to see that? But um, any owners of Ryan Hall, and that was absolute dagger. They all traded him in for that game against the Cowboys, didn't score a try, and then was bumped out of the side when BMOS came back. Uh, Ikevalu stealing the show there. But he's been named. BMOS, as we said, is out for uh, at least a month or three weeks, it might be. So he's going to get a run there. Yet imagine there's a try coming. So if you've got Ryan Hall... I'd be playing him this week. I mean, it's, it's one of those th- things you've got him in for, right? He's part of the best team in the comp. Playing the Titans, is it's a, is it a no-brainer? Uh, if you got him, yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys you're going to play over, say, like a Will Kennedy or something of the sort. Um, yep. Maybe, yeah. So this week would be a game to risk him. Yeah, I guess people have got Talao, Tommy Talao as well against the Warriors. So, yeah, I don't know, it could be a flip a coin if you need to between these sort of guys. But, um, yeah, definitely a lot of upside in, in a few of these matchups this week. For the Titans, not much doing super coach wise here. Their absolute weapon, Keegan Hipgrave, returns in the back row. Sam Stone shifting to reserves. Uh, nothing much else doing there. Big game, 5.30, Cowboys and the Raiders. Cowboys up in Townsville, Fortress Townsville, as I've called it. Uh, for the boys, news coming out today, Josh Maguire, who's uh, been churning along rather nicely from Supercoach perspective. Uh, he's unfortunately lost his challenge at the judiciary. We'll see a week on the sidelines there. Shocking, absolute shocking. Absolutely. Once again. He's got an absolutely clean record. The guy just, I don't know, couldn't see out of his good eye, so uh, must have been blinded. But, um, yeah, it's definitely not his go, and, you know, they should have let him go. But uh, nonetheless, we'll have to do it without him. Frank Mollo, uh, who's probably one of the unsung heroes of our pack, comes in to start for him. Connolly Lamelu returns as well after being a late out last week. Mitch Dunn going back to the bench. Still no SN Masters, so he's in the extended reserves, probably where he belongs based on his efforts so far this year. Nothing much else uh, for the boys there. Not much hope either. Canberra, though, the other... So they're massive ins for them. 
John Bateman makes his long-awaited return from shoulder injury for his first game this year. And Corey Harawira-Naira comes onto the bench to play his first game as a, as a Raider. Um, both expensive players in terms of Supercoach. Uh, CHN named on the bench, so obviously not a play. Hopefully drop some cash and we'll see how he goes. John Bateman, 668000 uh, Is there? It's definitely just a wait and see, right? Yeah, you get a couple of weeks before his price moves, so you get to see how he goes. But smart move by Ricky to play these guys in a training week um, for their return. <laughs> oh, boy, even thinking that one all night. And, uh, yeah, hard to hard to disagree. But I don't know. We uh, I don't think I've spoken to you on the pod since the Knights game. I think that might have actually coincided with your last appearance on here when uh, the, the Cowboys somehow <laughs> towed you guys <laughs> yes. Yeah, you missed that next week, fortunately. I did the pod with Langy oh, last week, so um, I was very grateful for that. Yeah. Oh, boy, I've been waiting. I've been waiting a month, and we've lost every single game, so I've completely forgotten about the, uh, <laughs> the win. <laughs> but, um, yeah, interesting. Raiders are just doing it without the stars and without the, uh, the cavalry, so interested to see how they go this week. Uh, long trip up there, but um, given the way we're going, I, yeah, that should be a, a easy win for them. We'll see. Saturday's final game, Manly and the Panthers. So, a very interesting game here. I liked what Manly did last week against us. Got the job done. Penrith struggled, but uh, ended up getting the job done as well against the Titans. So, should be a good game, this one. For Manly, only real uh, point of interest here. Dylan Walker back from uh, his ankle injury, named on an extended bench. So, could uh, see some action over the next couple of weeks or so. I don't think that does too much to Cherry Evans. I think DC, if you've got him, um, he'll definitely be the star of the show as long as Tommy Turbo stays sidelined, so I wouldn't worry too much there. For the Panthers, a couple of decent ins for them here. So we mentioned Uppy coming back from an elbow injury, named on the extended reserves. Uh, so, I mean, it's one of those middle games. If you're tossing up whether to play him or not, if you've still got him, uh, hopefully you've got some decent cover in the Sunday games if he's a late out or not a late in. Um, so just watch there. But Billy Kickow, back from a hamstring complaint that unfortunately saw him miss last week's big game against the Titans. Uh, we'll get to him later on, but he's about number 10 on the trade-out list this week. Uh, would you be doing that move if you owned him? No, I don't think so. Um, he's not the most consistent scorer, but he's still putting up a decent average, is he not? I think if no, I mean, my I team, I'd have, yeah, I'd just have far worse um, issues that I'd have to deal with if it was in my team personally. No, it's a fair call. I mean, he's got so much upside. Um, yeah, he'd be raring to go after sitting out last week, so I'd definitely be keeping him in. Uh, Tyra May goes to the bench for big Billy Kicks. Sunday, Bulldogs and Eels. Well, Bulldogs turned a corner last week against you guys. You just seem to bring the best out of some of the worst teams. Don't so we? thank you very much for <laughs> just trying to get the Broncos the wooden spoon, mate, and I appreciate the assistance there. But uh, Bulldogs on fire. Uh, new recruit Tim Laffey, or re-recruit for them in this case, back to where it all began, I think, for him. Uh, he starts at centre in the place of Kerrit Holland, so you're replacing one defensive absolute machine with another. So yeah, it'd be, uh, I think, much much changes there, but a few fun offloads from Lafay. Hopefully, so at least Lafay has a bit of an attacking game behind him, so it's a yeah. bit of an upgrade. Carrot Holland never again after last year. Uh, Brandon Wakem is replaced by Jack Cogger in the starting halves role. Swaso Suit comes onto the bench and Renoff Tamanga dropping out. Nothing much doing there. A couple of good ones though for him last week. Aiden Tolman, obviously that try. Did you see? I think I sent you the clip yeah, of Aiden yes. Tolman. <laughs> The Bulldogs Twitter. If you haven't seen it, it's well worth watching. Um, it's one of those things I think people were commenting like, Aiden, obviously he doesn't score tries and never thought this would see the light of day, but it's his little post-try celebration gif and he's doing the Macarena and it is as fantastic as that sounds. Um, obviously they've dusted that one off after three years of never having to use it. But uh, yeah, well worth a look if you want to go around this. It was probably game. recorded during the time of the actual Macarena and the last time he scored a try. <laughs> Oh, buzzing. Well done, Lakey. Uh, Eels for the opponents this week. They welcome back Kane Evans and Oregon Kafusi onto the bench there. And obviously, Ryan Madison named to return or named to start this week. Concussion for him has always been a lingering issue. So definitely keep your eye on some of the late outs here. It's unfortunately late in the week as well, that Sunday game. So if there is any issue with Maddo leading up to it, uh, I'd just be making sure you've got cover uh, you know, either this game or the Storm and Knights one. 
just to make sure you don't have any auto emergency nightmares. Um, interesting one there, Kane Evans and, and Kafusi coming back. Obviously not those two players super coach relevant, but a couple of guys that have had some interest lately. Uh, Junior Paulo has had a decent year, but Regan Campbell-Gillard has been knocking some very handy scores together. Uh, I had a quick look here. Stefano Otoikamano, who's been filling in for these guys while they've been out, only averaging about 10 minutes a game. Uh, so definitely a lot more on offer for Paulo and Campbell-Gillard. Uh, do you think the added starch coming in on this bench puts a risk to the minutes of those guys and probably weakens them as an option to trade in if you don't already have? I think so. I think Kane Evans and Confuci were demanding, you know, 25 to 30 minutes a game between the two of them. Um, so, it, and you know, that's a big difference in minutes. Campbell Gillard is playing out of his skin, though. He's gone back to those uh, that Penrith representative days um, where, where he was a genuine option, but... Um, I'd just be keeping an eye to see how Evans Kafusi do affect him before I look at grabbing him. Yeah, he's definitely on the rise as well. He's not going to score tries every uh, every week, but um, definitely will have that one in his rolling average for the time being. So uh, should keep going up in price, but um, yeah, just be a bit wary going forward with how this rotation is going to work. Uh, finally, the the last game of the round, your boys, the the Knights coming up against the Storm. Well, the What's Storm might be always after. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Uh, is this this one will be up on the sunny coast, given uh, Victoria's an absolute cesspool at the moment. Uh, for the Storm, a couple of changes for them. Marion Seve slotting into the centres for Brenko Lee. Uh, Matt Eisenhuth comes back from injury and onto the bench in place of Momo Rovsky, who's obviously out for the year. So nothing much doing there. Still a fantastic side. Naz into the starting side. Uh, Brandon Smith onto the bench. That's, that's another... Uh, change for them just they'll come at you from every single direction they don't lose much with these changes do they no. yeah nope i mean we see some of our sides people where like we put in second rows at center and props at halfback and all this stuff yeah. and you get a storm or a roosters that can fill a spot with a sunny bill williams or yeah, yeah they're doing it's it just, tough they've only been able to spend 300k and get sunny bill back into that roosters side they're really struggling in that club <laughs> they Oh, glad to see them looking out for the little man. How good. Uh, for your boys, the Knights, uh, Adam O'Brien, what a, a tough little spot here. I, I love Adam O'Brien, just just quietly. I love how animated he is even when um, the, the slightest mistake happens on field. This guy could coach for, you know, as long as Bellamy if, if everything goes right. And is that like surely a long-term health risk? He just looks like he's ready to blow up in that uh, in that coach's box. Well, I, yes. I don't like his chances for a long career. Learned from Bellamy himself, and Bellamy's made a career out of it, but he's also made made it look easier by winning those games where he's blowing up in. Where Adam O'Brien, he's blowing up and we're struggling. So, yeah, he's got the double stress hitting. Um, the side will want to turn it around if he's, you know, not going to drop out in the middle of a game. But um, I, do, I do love his passion. Going from someone like Nathan Brown, who who kind of just sat back and took it all in stride to someone as passionate as Adam O'Brien, it's, it's, it's good signs, I think. Nathan Brown, the guy that takes things in stride that slapped Trent Barrett mid-game. Yeah. <laughs> He's I, learned his lesson. I think we'd all have wanted to do that at some stage, hadn't we not? Oh boy, we've all been there. Um, but yeah, Adam O'Brien, you know, you guys aren't playing a bottom four side, so who knows? I reckon you'll uh, win this one somehow. But um, Phoenix Crossland comes into the bench as utility, and Chris Randall comes in at starting hooker there. So interesting play. You can uh, he's a one game cheapy, so he has an eighty sitting as his first game. He'll obviously have a a decent spell in the park this time around. He's only available at hooker though, so. I'm not sure whether you want to go the the cheapy route and hope he makes a stack of cash, which you'd need at this point, or if you've already got, say, a Smith, a Cook, a Grant, an Appy even, are you just sticking with those guys rather than worrying too much about a cheapy at this point? Yeah, you have to. You've got the you know top of the crop at that position. and Most people will be running the double guns in the fullback and hooker, which is the way to go this year, um, but it's no point trading one of those guys out just to get a bit of cash in Chris Randall. Yeah, as we said, he had that golden point game where we scored 80, uh, so massively inflated minutes that game. So uh, interested to see from your guys' perspective anyway how the, the young kid plays, so uh, fingers crossed for him. All righty, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and go through some of the best nuffs and then our trade-in and trade-out targets for the week. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Alrighty, back now to go through the nuffs. So what's a nuff, Lakey? Can you explain uh, to anyone that might be listening that's not sure what a nuff is? Yeah, it's it's just some guy we're looking at who's basically not going to play he's not going to come in and be an auto emergency um concern for you on any given week um and preferably bottom dollar someone who you can trade in who you can get max cash out of someone you know your your trade out um and then he can just sit there for the rest of the year as a non-playing reserve you don't worry about him coming in playing getting you 20 points or or ruining a loop option so we're just looking for guys going through the rest of the year who aren't going to feature fingers crossed they don't feature i've been burned a couple of times before i think of a guy like uh tom eisenhuth from the storm great enough you'd think last year he's center wing second row uh jewel and obviously you go for a jewel with enough because it means as you say you can trade them you can swap them around you can make it so much more flexible flexibility with your side but yeah i had a guy like tom eisenhuth and you think yeah, i'll never crack the storm side uh, i think he did in the last two rounds and ruined any loophole opportunity so sometimes they can sting you so you it's it's unfortunate for the player but if they've got a long-term injury or uh, in the case of a few of them that will go through they're not even playing the game anymore uh that's absolute gold uh so i've broken them up here halves center wing and front row second row so we'll go through each some of the best options that i've seen so far in these positions so enough guys that won't play uh for the halves and in this case, you need a, a halfback 5-8 duel. Uh, if people are floating around with the likes of uh, SJ, Cleary, maybe even Moses, um, in your half spot, Munster, uh, it's so valuable to have the option to, to flick a guy up and down just to see uh, or just to make uh, trades easier or uh, if one of those gun players isn't playing during the week, you can uh, muck around there. So it's definitely a necessity to be dual. And I've had a look. There's not that many. Uh, got two down here. Tyson Gamble, uh, so Bronco player, 181K, so not even basement, was named on the bench last week, played about two minutes. Um, could be an autumn emergency nightmare going forward, but he's not named this week. Um Surely the Broncos injury carnage can't get too worse. Uh, and then I've also got Brock Lamb for Parramatta, 201K, dual halfback 5'8". He's currently playing local league in Maitland or was going to play local league. Obviously, that's been uh, been canned. I'm not sure if that's back on yet, but he's basically given up the NRL dream. So in terms of a player that's not going to come back at all, uh, Brock Lamb is your guy. Unfortunately, starts about 20K or 25-odd K above basement price. Um those are the only two names I could find in, in the spot there. Uh, I'm actually looking this week at going enough for Jerome Luai. Which uh, which one would you choose, Lakey? That's, it's such a hard choice because, as you said, you, there's, yeah, I don't think you need to worry too much about it. Who have you got? You've got SJ who's who can float back and forth. You've got Cleary who's stuck in the halves, and you've got Moses. Is that right? I've got Munster. Munster, so he's stuck in the five. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's just one of those tough spots. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I can't give you an answer because I'll get it wrong. It's been my year. I'm actually going Brock Lamb because I think Tyson Gamble is such a risk going forward. If he gets named as a utility or something, he's going to score five points. So Brock Lamb, he's not even playing the game. 
fingers crossed. <laughs> I've said that's famous last word. Well, yeah. Not, it, it, there's no chance of breaking the side. So No, that's right. The- and as I say, once when Moses did go down, um, they replaced him with young Jai, what's his name? So Field. Jai Field, yeah. So, yeah, Brock Lamb's not going to come back into this side unless an absolute catastrophe hits. So he'd probably the safest one, but still he, you're paying a premium for that that enough option at 201k yeah, it does sting a bit 25 extra k but uh anyway i think i have to make the move this week unfortunately center wing a uh, couple very familiar names here we see them all the time jared anderson uh second row center wing jewel <laughs> plenty of arvo games for the dogs which means is a handy loop option for your captaincy if you put the vc on someone that goes large early in the week you can generally stick a guy like anderson in because you know he's not going to play at all give him the captaincy and cop the double loop points. But uh, he's a popular one. Benny Trebojevic, also dual second row center wing, bargain basement. Um, I don't think he's been named. Neither of those guys have been named at all uh, from what I could see in teams lists. So I'd imagine they're quite low on the pecking order. Ben Trebojevic was still a development player, so he had to be upgraded to make their top 30. And I don't believe that's happened. Um, So until he does, he won't be able to play. Uh, there's another one here, Jed Cartwright, popular name as well. We've seen this one for years. Dual second rower as well, center wing. He's slightly above base and price, about 180. I think he played one game last year. Um, but, yeah, he could return in the next couple of rounds. He's injured at the moment. But, um, yeah, more of an AE risk than the other two. And uh, finally, Dane Laurie. Interestingly, not the Dane Laurie of about 10 years ago, but uh, center wing front row forward duel, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Um, but apparently he's in contention for a spot playing up at Penrith there. Uh, a couple of articles in there about how he's firming. So would be avoiding that one if you could. Absolutely. But yeah, I reckon uh, Anderson and Trebojevic are you guys. We'll see plenty of their names going into the back end of the year. And finally, second row, front row jewels. So obviously very handy to move up and down as needed there's not too many uh gun jewels in those positions this year so uh just handy more than anything for trade potential um couple of names i've got here guy i already own as enough caleb milne for the sharkies been nowhere near the team all year so dual second row front row very easy call there uh tom ale or ale Apologies for the pronunciation. For the Warriors, second row, front row jewel. He's a development player floating around the side, but even in amidst all this carnage for the Warriors, I don't think I've seen his name pop up either. So probably more of a risk than Caleb Milne, given the Warriors are just struggling to field a 17 at the moment, but uh, he's not been in it. So it could be an option there if you want to double up. Um, couple ones for the Roosters, Max Bailey and Luca Moretti. That's the Roosters that you just, they will not get a run. SBW will get a run over them yeah. somehow, but uh, they'll be handy enough options. And one to avoid. A few people I've seen talking about him as a, a cheapie, but yeah, Keon Kaloa Matangi. Uh, Rabbitohs play, he's played a couple of games so far this year, dual second row, front row. He's named again on the bench. So I would steer very, very far away from this guy. Uh, Auto-emergency nightmare. A nightmare, the definition of it. So I think, uh, I don't know if you're already starting to look for nuts, but a couple of names there. Have you got anything or any of those in your side yet? I don't yet. Um, well, I've got Tessie New. He's pretty much nuffed out at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, yeah, so I'll be looking at a couple of these guys coming forward. Um, ideally, you want to um, players who are playing predominantly uh, in the later days in each round. So they just leave you a bit of flexibility and the loop option if need be. So I'll be having to sit down with the old calculator, pen and paper, and, and try and figure out who my options are going forward. No, throw a dart, mate. Throw a dart. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I can only improve. I was saying to you before, just give the the control to your wife who uh, doesn't watch the games. So you never know. It could be the Kirkup effect and uh, you'll be flying. That's it, mate. So I probably should enter a wife's team and it'd be winning the comp. <laughs> 2020, 2021, I should say. Here you come. All righty, let's move to the trade-ins and trade-outs for this week. So I've had a quick look there. What we normally do is just go through the top 10s and then chat through any we think should be there. Um Go through the trade outs at the moment. They're probably quite easy. We'll scratch off a couple here that are in the top 10 that I don't think you can really argue with. Xavier Coates uh, in free fall at the moment in a Broncos side that can't score. He's number two. Disagree? 
No, I think that's fine. So the Broncos are all – it's abandoned ship down up in Brisbane. George Williams, number three, uh, had a bit of a down game last week. Has been serviceable. Um, scored a brilliant try a couple of weeks ago against the Roosters. But, um, yeah, I think it's probably time to upgrade. Done a very handy job, 110K. Been a, a decent play if you've had to play him. But, uh, yeah, could just be stalled at the moment. So uh, time to upgrade, I would suspect. No I, disagreement. That's that's exactly what you're looking for for one of those half-cheapy type options is, you know, 100K profit and then chop off when they're at the at the top. So um, those guys with George Williams, Jerome Luai type deals, they're absolutely applauding them and stand up. Yep. Uh, especially Jerome Luai. Look at him, 209K. Mm-hmm. And it's been a decent play. I played him last week as well, got 60-odd. He's been very, very handy. But, uh, yeah, I think now is just the time to trade these guys out, bank the cash, and uh, build your side up elsewhere. So he's number number five, can't argue there. A couple of other names, Angus Crichton, obviously injured, still a month away. Uh, no need to, to hold on to him there. Cohen Hess, been an absolute spud, getting manhandled by halfbacks. That's how good he is going. Can't even put the ball over the line of her cheeky grower so that would have helped but uh yeah yeah in saying that i did trade him out to ryan madison last week so i actually copped the worst end of that deal (laughs) oh boy oh cohen shouldn't have even taken the field that was as bad as that was 1500 owners getting rid of him Uh, a couple of interesting ones here in the trade outs which i probably don't think necessarily are worth it so we talked about billy kickow uh, he's number 10 on the list. He was there last week as well. Uh, he's he's playing this week and obviously has a massive upside. He's currently 434K, so already fallen quite a bit. He's probably only got one way to go and that's up. So I don't know, unless you, you know, really need his cash or something like that, I'd definitely be keeping him in. Yeah, so there's, there's worse guys. Surely you've got worse guys in your team to worry about. And the Panthers have a great draw coming up. They've got a couple of really, um, really nice games and matchups for for kick out. And he looks okay when he's getting the ball in hand too. He's he's running strong. Um, it's just a matter of time before he gets over the line. God, it's just the, the amount of time he gets given the ball is the issue. They seem to not want to ever throw it to him, but when they do, he, he's like almost breaking the line every time. It's just so is they, unreal. Yeah, black hole, mate. Once the ball goes in, it doesn't come back out. Uh, don't you be talking about my boy Yao like that. He finally got across the line. How good was that last week? What a, what a week for weird try scorers it was. Uh, thankfully, we all own Isaiah, so rejoice. Uh, Ryan Madison, let's talk about him. He's number eight on the trade-out list. That's that's rage trade if you've ever seen one. This is Maddo. He had an HIA week, but he's been an out-and-out gun. What are you doing trading him? 1,300 people have given him the boot. And I guess it, they're probably trying to get ahead of the price fall. I don't know whether they're trying to cut him for two weeks and going to grab him in, in when he's a bit cheaper. Um, but there's not too many people you're trading straight across to. Yeah, I don't mind that play for fullbacks and hookers, the guys that you don't, you know, we need to fill three second row spots here. And, and Maddo's been an absolute premium all year. Um, you can bank. It's basically been a safe 80 uh, so far this year. So I think for the sake of who are you trading him to, is it sideways and uh, you're running the risk, you know, he hasn't gone above 100 and he could score you know, a couple and, and go there and this price won't fall much at all. But um I don't know. I just think it's a probably a wasted trade. Keep him in there. You've got three second row spots to fill. You need some points there. So I'd be looking elsewhere. But, um, yeah, we get some crafty players. You never know. Uh, other one that's probably the number one on the list, and, and it's hard to really argue. He was up there as well last week. But uh, Appy Coruscant. I guess we can move from Appy being the number one trade out into the trade ins this week. And obviously, everyone's lapping up a bit of CS9 energy so far this week. He's the number one trading target, presumably for Appy. Um, what's your thoughts there? So you're going from a guy, 550K, break even of about 70-odd. Um, he might not even play this week, um, but his again, his price won't go that far regardless. Um, is now the time better than ever to be upgrading to Cam Smith or... Even a guy that's not on this list, a Damian Cook. Uh, what's what's your thoughts there? Do you reckon CS Nine's a lock, and we should just get him now? Oh, I, he's getting to that point, isn't he? He had 110 last week against the Broncos, and he had 138 the week before. 
Um, and he's not scoring tries. He's just, I mean, he's setting tries up. He's kicking goals. The Storm are in just an unbelievable form at the moment. Um, don't exactly run into a brick wall this week in my boys either. So <laughs> he's, he's the highest total points scorer this year, um, clipping Teddy um, in second place. And, uh, you know, if you've got... If you're going to upgrade, Smith is the guy to do it too, I think. He's um, he's actually in 29% of teams already, so I think that'll rise as the um, lockouts approach. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously he's had a fair few. He's at the Titans the week before, Broncos last week. They're, they're rubbish sides. I know you talked about your own side being a bit on the on the down there, but I don't think they're at that ebb yet. So I reckon they'll, they'll be a little more steely than uh, the last couple of defensive lines is. But there's a couple of things with, with Smith that I'm a little worried about and is probably why I'm not trading him in. Um, I'm actually, my plan this week is to get David Norfoluma, who's number two, and I guess we can get to him later. But uh, tra- plan is to get him in this week purely on the matchup and the fact that I don't think I could watch that Warriors game if I didn't own Nofo. But Cam Smith hasn't had a rest all year. Uh, I've talked about it for a while and maybe he just isn't going to get a rest. I'm not too sure. But the guy is 700 years old. Uh, it's it's a long season where just injuries are happening left, right and centre. I just don't think it's that far away that Bellamy will start to give him a bit of a rest. Um, I know the Storm have been kind of in cruise mode I've had a couple of big wins as well, played the the Raiders and uh, the Roosters and all that, and and they've got a few big games coming up. So I don't know. I can see Cam Smith's minutes possibly getting affected going forward, and and that is a concern because uh, obviously he's been toweling up some weak defensive lines, but if he starts to drop in minutes or just involvement during the game, um, I don't know. I don't think he'll be as much of a gun must-have guy as you'd think. And that's why I'm leaning more towards, from next week, Damien Cook. Um, so Cook's actually more expensive than him at, the, at this time. He's got a lowish break even as well. But I don't know. I, I can see a little bit more upside longer term with Cook. Uh, that run especially is doing it for me. But, um, yeah, what, what do you reckon? Am I crazy? Don't know that you're crazy. Um, Father Time is undefeated and so Smith mm. will be no different. But as far as not um, having a rest yet and possibly needing it, the competition's gone from 25 games down to 20 already. So that's five less games he has to worry about um, straight off the bat. Um, he doesn't get a buy or anything, but he's basically just had two weeks of buys. Um so I, I don't know that I'll see him being rested unless it's uh, at the back end of a game when they're up by 30 or 40, which has been sort of what, what's happened previous years. They're not running away with the, you know, the minor premiership or anything like that. So um, while it's still a bit of um, crowded house up at the top end of the ladder there, I think Smith will continue to play. I wouldn't be too worried yeah. about trading him in. And what do you reckon about Cook? Um, hasn't set the world on fire, uh, I guess, throughout the year. But just after the COVID break, he settled a bit and was really building to a couple of bigger weeks over the last couple of rounds. Stalled a little bit last week and, and couldn't get much going. Bit of a, a slug fest against the Raiders there. But before that, I was really liking some of his involvements, the way he was uh, starting to run the ball a lot more, uh, get more involved, really take the game by the scruff of the neck, which is what, Cook did when he was you know, absolute out and out gun in Super Coach. I had a feeling it was about to burst, and I think given last week's game being so quiet, fifty odd, it's it's completely taken the focus off of him and onto Smith. So I don't know. Given uh, it'd be nice to push into that top one k, and I think as you said, Cam Smith ownership is just skyrocketing. I reckon I might zig with Cook and. Just take a punt. I know he's not like Cam Smith's the top point scorer and all of that. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I can just see a bit more value in, in Cook going forward. I don't know. Do you want to stake better? No. I mean, you don't have much uh, of a dog in the fight. But <laughs> Well, I was going to agree with you to say I will be looking at Cook over Smith personally, but just because of that ownership percentage, right. and I'm trying to um, get my overall up as we spoke about earlier. Um, but I spoke about this in my captain's article last week and possibly a couple of weeks ago, but Cook's just – he's been overlooked 
because of the prominence of Harry Grant and Cam Smith this year. Um, Appy's stolen some of the thunder as a really solid starting option. And, and Cook had those really bad weeks in one and two, 47 and 35. But since then, since returning um, and Cam Murray shifting back into his lock position and getting those quick play the balls, um, even with the 52 last week, Damian Cook's averaging over 80 points a game. Um, from round three through to round 11. So he's putting up really good numbers and he's just not getting the recognition that he previously would. Like everyone's expecting him to be knocking out 80s and 90s every single week and and he's getting high 60s and 70s and people are thinking he's having a down year. But, you know, for an 80 average, I'll, I'll be looking at him, I think, because I, I just don't see Kem Smith continually knocking out tons like he's going to have good scores he's going to be consistent but surely those tons dry up at some stage Mm. yep no i think that that's that's a pretty fair summation there cam smith definitely a safe play everyone's going to be doing it but if you're chasing points or maybe just want to sneak up a you know a ranking band or two you just i don't know i think you you've got to put your your eggs into the cook basket so i'll be doing that from next week and uh seeing how that runs he loves playing against my boys as well so definitely a captain option that week uh let's move quickly on to nofo so we talked about him just before um yeah he's just been center wing absolute gun so far this year matchup proof but this week his matchup is the warriors who lost their two starting wingers they got george jennings in there like it just looks like a game the tigers should absolutely blow out in and uh you'd think a guy like nofa would be on the back of that so almost a no-brainer i reckon he's more important than cam smith this week if you're chasing points so number two on the list do you see much wrong there can't disagree. I've absolutely hated watching the Tigers this year because of Nofo. I've, I'm not an owner and I've just been hating every minute of it. And then coming into this week, he's paying a dollar forty-five to score a try. I was looking at it earlier. That's got to be the shortest odds I've seen for a long, long time. Hmm. Oh, that's it. He's he's going to be chasing work. So I would. Uh, I'm not going to bet on him again because I did already, and that didn't work uh, for these best bets. But uh, definitely one I'm bringing into the super coach side. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I don't matter him. Uh, let's go through the rest of the list here. A couple of popular names there. If you don't already have them, you, that's why they're getting brought in. Sean Johnson, hard to argue there. Been on an absolute tear. Cam Munster um, got a spell last week, unfortunately, and probably saved his price from going absolutely ballistic, uh, or at least not dropping in cash as he did there. But uh, he missed 20 minutes of the game when the Broncos had given up, which which stung as an owner. But, uh, and yeah, but a returning from injury too, so you can't really... yeah. He'd already put up a really good game anyway. He's done the no, banner in two weeks in a row. <laughs> that's it. Uh, the next one on here, Cam McInnes, number six. Um, had a bounce back after a couple of quiet games. Uh, as we said, starting at hooker, he'll be playing 80 minutes there, you'd imagine, for this game. So plenty of work around the middle. He was just hitting looking, the 70s. I'm just mm. looking at it. He's got There's 1,600 people who have bought McInnes in and there's 1,300 that have traded Madison out. I wouldn't be surprised if the majority were just a straight swap from Maddo to McInnes for this week. Yeah. Very sideways. I mean, McInnes is pretty cheap, 600K as well. He'll go up from there. But, um, yeah, for, for mine, you'd find another way to get McInnes in if you needed him. Um Harry Grant as well, surprisingly. He's uh, number nine on the list, so I didn't yeah. realize there were people still playing that didn't have him. Who's but, uh, playing Harry Grant at 600K? Yeah, well, better late than never, I guess. He's uh, been an absolute weapon. Number 10, Dave Clemmer. Uh, I'm an owner of him. I'd probably advise against this one, your boy as well. He had a massive week last week, 80 minutes because of all the injuries. Uh, with that, he tackled a lot more and, and, and that sort of thing around the middle, but... Um, I wouldn't say he's a he's a must have. Uh, I don't know. It's a weird, I, I guess it's probably just chasing points, and you know you are locking in a keeper. But um, yeah, interesting to see his name there. I would have thought. Yeah, he's pretty much knocking out seventy pluses for fun this year. Um, him and Dan Safidi have been really good for us in the front row. But um, last week was just an absolute slugfest, as we mentioned earlier. We had the two injuries, and then Sione did his ankle at some stage. I didn't know that happened until um, I saw Physio's tweet earlier. Um, but, yeah, it led to Clemmer getting 80 minutes through the middle, and in the pouring rain, he's just tackled his ass off and, and put up a huge number. Um, but that's not going to happen every week. You know, people are chasing points on that for sure. Yeah, that's exactly right. But his uh his price had been dropping a fair bit, so he's he's 
gone back to 582k but he looks a, a guy that'll probably float around the the mid 600 range so i guess you're getting him at a reasonable discount um finally let's go through some of the cheapies that are on this list here i've listed them out at the top here uh andrew davy for Parramatta. uh he is what is he number three on the trade-in list this week so getting a lot of love negative 35 break even he's second row forward only uh named it on the bench at number 14 as well but uh, yeah I, I don't i don't really like this move um i'd almost just go the nuff instead um especially if you've already got a guy like Bo firma who we bought in this exact same position a couple of weeks ago so i wouldn't be doubling up but uh andrew davy are you buying him for a cash rise because i don't see a, a massive rise in his future no he he basically came on and played you know, 70 minutes, 65 minutes last week because Maddo got knocked out. So that's where his um, score came from. Uh, he shifted into that um, that right second row position. So if all those guys are healthy, he's not going to be playing big minutes at all and he's just going to end up an AE nightmare. Yeah, that's exactly right. He had a try assist in his first game as well, which boosted his score, which you know, means the break-even's quite low. But um, you're going to be very lucky to get 100K out of this guy, I'd imagine, and then you're going to have to look to move him on. So I reckon it's just better to bite the bullet, get someone, get enough in there. Um, as he said, he's only second row as well, so you can't move him up and down. It does hurt a bit uh, going forward. So Andrew Davey, I probably wouldn't go near. Uh, similarly, uh, Semi Valame for the Raiders, break-even of 18. Uh, named for his third game this week and against the Cowboys, so a decent matchup there. But uh, Michael Oldfield and Curtis Scott returning in rounds 13 and 14. Uh, this has, I guess you're going to nuff him out <laughs> eventually. Yeah, because and CNK will be back in a couple of weeks pushing Rapana from that fullback position yep. over to the wing too. So, yeah, yeah, it's hard to see him holding his spot for too much longer. Again, I'll just be going the, the Nuff route. Uh, dual Nuff in the center wing, um, more than valuable, much more valuable than a guy like Semi Valame who will uh, play one or two games the rest of the year. And Dejan Arsi, he's on this list as well. Uh, mustard, he's break-even of nine or negative nine this week. Um, but mighty Michael Morgan is back next week. So unfortunately, this might either see uh, Dijan dropped out completely or moved to the bench. So uh, definitely like Valame, just a huge risk going forward or just not going to do much. So wouldn't be trading him in. Um, anyone on this list that we haven't spoken about that you think should? I had down on here for me Cook and, and Cam Murray. We've spoken to them a little bit. Um, but anyone from your side, mate? Uh, we spoke about this a little bit before and, and we've mentioned it um, about my team being just an absolute nightmare and going that pod route. And I was having a look um, as we were talking and just identified a couple of names, Judd Tetvanga um, in only 0.6% of teams at the moment. Um, mm. And we know what he can do. And the other is Mitch Barnett, who's had a, a decent end of last year, came back last week, scored an 80 in the pouring rain too. Um, named at lock again, he's also in 0.6% of teams. Only, I think he's at 500 and something K, 510 or something. So a couple of second row former guns um, who, who I'll be looking at, I think, having a close look at trying to get some, um, go that pod route. What's Barnett's role going forward? Where's he likely to? Is he going to get uh, pretty much eighty minutes every week? Or is there someone he's pushed out? I'm not, I'm not quite well, he's averaging fifty-eight minutes at the moment, um, and he even went down early in round three, I think it was, and ended up missing a fair chunk of time. Um, so I still, th- I think he's going to end up. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at it. He hurt himself in round two. Um, after 30 minutes. So, you know, besides that, he is averaging something like 75 minutes a game, 76 minutes a game. Um, and I think that'll be more his role. He's going to basically be your typical lock um, playing 60, 65 minutes a game. Fair call. Uh, yeah, Jastavang, you mentioned, is a pretty interesting one, obviously, on the comeback trail. Um, might sit around it looks like 50 odd minutes will be where he sits in the rotation they're going to play Torhu through the middle there so uh, probably not going to get too much uh, more of an uplift in minutes there but we know he's just a loves throwing an offload busting a tackle uh, he's just a machine when he's out there so I can see a lot of upside to him as well his price is probably 
pretty steep uh, for this time of year. But um, as you said, just along. Yeah, it's got room to grow. Room to grow then. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you're at the stage of the year where you're just trying for a pod, um, you like what you're seeing from them, I really, I don't know, I like it. I think uh, I would love to see some of these ones coming into your side week to week, mate. I don't know if we mentioned it at the start, but uh, we did mention him just a moment ago. Michael Morgan, he's coming back, mate. I reckon if you're on this podcast next week, I'm going to be spruiking him. Hopefully his name team was Tuesday. I've been waiting about three months for it. Uh, But yeah, I reckon all guns blazing, get Morgo in. Yeah, mate, I'll have a would good you do, what would it, what it, <laughs> Good hard look. What would it take for you to, to put Michael Morgan in? Because I'm not willing to do it just yet in, in my side. I've got him in draft, which is as close as he's going to get. But I would love someone to own Michael Morgan. Oh, um, mate, as I said to I you don't before, know. He, as I said to you before, he's, what, 470. So I'm going to have to spend a bit of money. But I've got Milford and I cannot wait to build, boot Milford out of my side. Never, you know, stick him firmly on the never to never again list. Um so, yeah, I'll look very closely at a, a, um, a Milford to Morgo trade. Love it, I'll mate. And he's dual as well. Lend me 200k he's and dual. <laughs> More than happy to make that happen, mate. All righty, let's finish off with our best bets of the week, mate. We're trying to raise a bit of money here for Movember. We had a great start to it, fallen back a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but you are on an, an absolute betting tear. So I'm going to throw straight to you. What's your best bet for the week for Movember? Yeah, I've gone a little bit long. Um, I've got the Sharks at the line for their four and a half, um, so I think they'll they'll do the Broncos in. The Tigers is my roughie. Um, I'm taking them at one to twelve. You know, their their line of that game is set at fourteen and a half, so the bookies have them absolutely thumping the Warriors. But I'm going to back the Warriors to put up a bit of a fight and keep that one close. And I've also got the Panthers one to twelve over Manly, so that uh, all up is paying sixteen dollars. Right, that's uh, that's pretty hefty value there. Uh, I've spoken to Wenon. He's writing his team's article, but he has thrown one of his best bets our way. Sharks and the Panthers both at the line, four and a half. Uh, that's paying $4. Classic Wenon. Uh, never goes to yeah, adventurous egg. Yeah, right. right. And uh, mine, so I've, this is like a hedge almost, but um, I've got on the Broncos, 1 to 12, Katoa and Farnsworth anytime try scorers. So... Fuck the trend completely. You guys are going Sharks. I reckon it's the Broncos week. Darius at the fullback position there. He's going to steer them around, steer them to a much-needed victory at home. Uh, be a close one, but I reckon they'll get the chocolates. So, I don't yeah, know, I'm probably cursing him, which I don't mind. see the day that you're backing the Broncos. <laughs> oh, and the day that I feel sorry for them, mate, you know how tough their year's been. But, uh, yep, I reckon their dual win could be this week. Uh, so, we'll see. If, if mine stuff's up, surely yours and... Wenins will come through. So we'll see. It's more a hedge than anything, but uh, Katoa is definitely crossing that stripe and Farnsworth, even that center, might uh, might get a lucky ball or two from Darbs. We never know. $22 that one. So could be a good little banker there if that gets up. Uh, that's the end of the pod, mate. We have gone the hour mark. It's been a fantastic chat. I think we've covered quite a lot of ground. Our audio hasn't cut out. It's been a miracle. I should uh, should just end it now before we have any famous it. last words. <laughs> Oh, boy, we'd have to do the whole thing again. We'd only get funnier, I'm sure. But thank you very much for coming on, mate. I know it's been a tough Supercoach year, but uh, glad to see you still sticking it out. And I look forward to seeing some of these pod trades you're going to make over the coming weeks, especially M. Morgan, mate. Captaincy every week. Can't wait. Yeah, guys, feel free to comment in in the site or hit me up on Twitter at DLake631 and let me know what pod options you want me to bring in alongside uh, Morgo. I would love that regular segment on this pod should be who's Lakey bringing in this week. If you're willing to do it. Yeah, let's do uh, it. I can't get any worse. I'm running my team into the ground. I'm the Seabold of our uh, (laughs) super coach league. So um, let's hand the reins over to everybody else. Let's do it. Uh, I love it. So should Wen and mate. So should Wilf. So you're not alone in that brigade, but I would love to see it. Thanks very much, mate. And we'll catch you next week. Sounds good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.